Good afternoon, everyone. Hope you can hear me as usual. My usual paranoia over sound checks, etc. And the reason for that, especially after yesterday's performance, trying to trust my home internet to be stable enough for this show was ambitious, to say the least. So thanks for those that persevered yesterday. But you managed to get more of Paula as she, uh, she held the fort very well as my internet was glitching. So that's no bad thing, is it? Um, today is Wellbeing Wednesday, the first Wednesday of each month in which I chat to my uh, colleague and increasing friend, Joe Turner, who's now third time returning guest on Cheering It Over, which is certainly a record and, and one that's going to be difficult for her to, uh, to, her to be beaten on, I think, because we're going to be definitely chatting on a monthly basis about things like this, because it certainly matters. Your well-being and certainly self-care of health professionals is of increasing pertinence at this time uh, for various reasons, but also what was exciting is Joe suggested that we talk about celebrating successes and some of the challenges that come to that and the, why we might not do that enough, the consequences of it, etc., which is a, a brilliant thing. And I've admitted to Joe just before we came on air that that's certainly something that uh, on reflection uh, is, is a, a more of a hot button topic for me personally than I ever realized until I reflected more deeply on it. So without further ado, I bring in Joe Turner, hopefully that works. Joe, can you hear me okay? I can, yeah. Can you okay. hear me? Yes, I can. And so, yeah, for as ever, anyone in the chat function that can help us with sort of uh, if, we, if we drop off or any sound issues, then please do let us know. And I always want to open with a question uh, for the audience as well, which is making sure you let us know what does it mean to you? How comfortable are you? celebrating your success uh, whatever that might be any of your personal goals or, or any work or, or, or related uh, things there is that something you're comfortable with and if not why not so join the conversation we'll certainly be visiting those comments but as ever when a guest's on or a co-host as we call it we know that you guys are a bit quieter until the end which is fine but make sure you don't be shy on this one we definitely want your involvement but joe tell me a little bit about why we're talking about this today and why you felt it would be appropriate well, I think particularly today and particularly this year, it's really important to celebrate wins and successes. Um, quite rightly, there's been lots of conversation about how incredibly difficult this year has been. And I'm certainly not here to deny any of that or to lessen um, the impact of, of what this year has, has brought about for us. But I think particularly at this time of year, it's really important to look back, realize first of all that there have been successes but then more importantly than that for us to talk about them, because as you've already alluded to, it's something that is really hard to do. Um, I, I think it's it's hard generally. Uh, we're, we're brought up, particularly in this country, I think, being told that you don't brag. Um, you know, if, you, if you're successful, you know, keep up to yourself. That, that's lovely, but don't tell everybody else about it. Um, and, and that says things to your brain. Um, and... I think what is important about celebrating your wins is not necessarily what you're telling other people, but what you are telling yourself. So the first thing is that um, it highlights that good things have happened. And goodness, in this year, that's a good thing to do. Okay, first of all, just to tick off, yes, actually, those things were, were pretty good. Um, and that sends a positive message to your brain. I, I can't verify the absolute chemistry, but I'm sure you get a dopamine hit somewhere. Um, it tends to stimulate a feeling of gratitude, which plenty of evidence to show that that's good for you and also for your relationships with other people. But it also highlights to you what is important. So if you can spend some time, identify what's gone well and then actually verbalize it, lots of things come out which are, are really important to you because they're the things that have bubbled to the surface. 
Um, and then we can go into this in more detail, Jack, and maybe in the light of what you were saying, but I think a really important thing is if we don't celebrate our wins, then we're just constantly looking for the next hit because we need it. So our brain doesn't hear that we've had a success. So it's off there looking for the next bit of appreciation or the next dopamine hit. And for those of you that understand and know that you suffer from a little bit of imposter syndrome, that feeds it. So imposter syndrome tends to get worse the more you achieve. That just happens anyway. I think the, the paradox is that we think the opposite, so we keep trying to achieve more. Right. And the only or one of the ways to reverse that is to actually celebrate and acknowledge your wins so that you're not just straight on for the next thing and the next achievement and the next hit. Because they're relevant, aren't they? The differences there where you've got the consequences of not doing it as well as the positives yeah. of doing it. They, they sort of do overlap naturally. But let's just let's just hone in a little bit on, on, on the why we might not. You sort of mentioned a cultural feature there you feel potentially uh, linked to, to this country. And, and, and what what do you think are the factors at play that might compromise our instinct to not necessarily ability to, but likelihood of mm. celebrating our successes? I think um, I can certainly speak from a personal point of view. It's tied in with what other people think. So nice people don't shout about their successes. Only arrogant people do that. Or people that aren't actually successful but need to make people think they are. You know, these are all messages we pick up, I think. Um, and like I say, in childhood, with very good intention, I think we're given the message that you, know, you, just, you just keep quiet. You don't shout about it. So I think a lot of it is just simply about how will I be perceived um, and um, you know I mean maybe maybe you, you Jack as you said you struggle with it what comes into your mind if you think um, of yourself telling someone about your successes what's your concern about doing that yeah I think um, I think just to hark back it's like the showing off is something that rings a bell from from childhood as a, as a phrase um, I think What's what's interesting from my point of view is I'm quite obviously um, a massive attention seeker of every which flavour, and it kind of means that people make association and assumption regarding arrogance as if you know, and and you know I play into that sometimes. The, the people argue I like the sound of my own voice, and I understand why it's often being broadcast. But unfortunately, that means that then because I need to to counter, it's almost that I don't want to play into that stereotype in part because I don't think it's fair. But even where it is, um, there, there are areas where I'd like to, to celebrate or, or, or be pleased with. You know, it's something that I feel like I, I counterbalance that, I overbalance over that a little. Um, and I think that um, that instinct is certainly stronger than one that wants to, to, to raise a flag and, 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 and shout about it. Um, it's, a, it's a fine balance that's difficult to achieve, but particularly this sort of pseudo public person, you know, I know it's obviously in a small pond here, but it's just that that's where there is an acute, there is seemingly, uh, and I know this from the, 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 the hate mail I get alongside any fan mail is that there's a, there's sort of an acute eye from some people on the fact that that's what they, it would be convenient if I was that guy, it'd be convenient if it was all to do with sort of self-indulgent, self-promotion arrogance, it'd suit that narrative. And so mm. I think that does play a part in why I uh, don't like to, to really publicly celebrate some of the wins, especially in times like this, which have been difficult because they feel like they are drowned out by challenges. Yeah, yeah, and I can totally see that that's an easy attack um, for somebody else 
to make and I can see why you'd be nervous of that particularly in your position um, maybe it's a, a reframe that's needed in terms of um, when you see someone celebrating their success in a way that they're so comfortable with that it's acceptable um, it's it's another way of giving permission isn't it um, so if you can see someone um, just acknowledging something really good that's happened and the part they've played in it and, and really I guess talking about the learning that they've gone through and the, the process that's led them to that that is that is a way of uh, if you like educating someone else you know that they might think oh yeah I, I would like to actually um, try and do that thing or achieve that thing and it's really great listening to how that person um, went through that process and now how they feel about it I mean, if I, I had a think before this session about you know, what have my successes been, and trust me, I, I find it as difficult as the next person to, um, to talk about it. But if I just express one of those, and you know, this, this is hard, but this is how I've learned to express one of my successes through lockdown, which was basically what happened with my company and my team during that first lockdown. And um, we've done a lot of work on the culture in our team. And it didn't surprise me at all that there was a good response to COVID and lockdown um, with all the people that work for us. But the extent of it blew me away initially. So um, you know, it wasn't just the shifting to Zoom and learning to deliver things in a slightly different way. It was the way the team came together to think outside the box in every way as to what our community needed, you know, providing support in ways that were never going to bring them any income. Um, but we're just you know, they're constantly sort of picking through how would that person feel and, and what what video could we put together just with that little tip to to help that person and it kept growing and we also supported each other an awful lot and when I look back honestly you know our team was primed for that kind of situation because myself and my business partner have put so much work into that so that's one side of it but I also learned something about myself that I'm actually a much better leader than I thought I was. And the, the ways that that played out was there were plenty of times where I hadn't got a Scooby what to do. <laughs> and we just had to look like all of you other business leaders. What Matt and I had to do was look at what was going on, make our best guess and make a plan and then present it. So my usual way would be to admit that I don't know what's going on and it's all a bit scary and blah, 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 to be human and to have that mask off. But I understood at that moment, actually, I I needed to step up a little bit and not to be quite so vulnerable at that moment and just say, this is the information we've got. We've put it together. This is the plan. This is where we're going and stop. And that isn't natural for me. But what I realized is I did a bloody good job at doing that when I needed to do it. And that's what the team needed. And I'm really proud that I was able to step up and do that at that moment. And I'm and you know, I'm grateful that I have that within me. Um, and, you know, I'm happy to say that now that that is one of the things I can do. Mm, no, that's really nice. And I think that that knowing when knowing when to uh, shelve a, 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 an authentic level of vulnerability and be decisive and to make the call and also be making the call amongst uh, people that, that trust you as well as people that know that the, the sort of cultural precedent is such that that decisiveness isn't an absolutism that's suggesting mm -hmm. that this is perfect but this is, is this is where we are this is what we need to do and we're going to struggle to move past it if we don't make that call is such a fascinating difficult to pin down je ne sais quoi of leadership 
that that uh, it's great and I'm so pleased to hear that you had that success um and uh, and thanks for sharing it uh, i just want to make sure i try and bait those of you that are listening live and watching live to uh do let us know uh, you can feel free to share your successes if you feel mm. you wish to but also just in terms of your your take on this subject you know is that something you find it comes naturally to you uh, if not why not um, and whether or not some of the things that we've just shared um, sort of uh, feel like they, they map onto your life at the moment. Um, Joe, what, what was the, what was it that, it's interesting because I wondered if you felt like actually either as a trained behaviour or as an instinct, that was something that maybe does come naturally to you. You're saying not, you're saying that even, uh, you know, even for, even for someone as introspective as, as you are, that's still something that's challenging. Um, what, what tools did you, or, or any sort of, um, things that you worked on that, that helped you to be able to do that and to tease that out in yourself? Um, I've had some good role models. So in my coaching training, I've seen I've seen other people celebrate their success in a way that I found perfectly acceptable. Um, and trust me, I, you know, I was really, really resistant to the, the arrogant persona and, and my radar for that in other people actually was very, very high. But there's an interesting thing, isn't there, with judgment that nine times out of 10, that judgment you make on someone else is about yourself. So if you're looking at someone else and thinking you arrogant, whatever, um, there's that voice in your head going, yeah, and, and actually you you actually think you're quite good at that thing, don't you? And if you were to say you would be an arrogant, whatever. And so it is constantly a mirror back and forth, isn't it? So I think to, like I was saying earlier, to see someone else comfortably and acceptably just go, yep, I did a great job on that. And I'm really good at that, actually, in a way that you can accept, then I think helps you to, to work through that process yourself. So yeah, basically, I think I just saw other people do it well. Because that's the sense of, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm reflecting on that. It feels so familiar what you're describing there as being, knowing that those things are motivating you and being inspired by other people uh, rather than being coming across as, as, say, jealous or instinctively sort of pushing back against it. I think it's something that I notice where um, trying to find a, a, a middle ground whereby you do want a feedback loop to surround the work that you're doing which is useful and helpful and certainly when you create products and services for people that their engagement is actually pivotal to its use and utility you also then need to make sure that your skin is appropriate thickness for what penetrates and what bounces off it's a, it's a funny one and that's certainly something that in this instance i uh, i reflect on that i get that right sometimes and not others you know um and and and, and it's not not an easy one and again it, really helpful to know that that's not something that that's uh, really easy even for you to do uh, we've got some comments coming in many thanks to those that are, that are joining us live carol oh, i mean sorry carol it's not it's karen sorry karen um karen hazel sholham i always love saying that name we did this on the on the quiz a few weeks ago celebrating the success can be hard if you've not accepted internally what you Sorry, what you have done is in fact a success. I guess that's the imposter. Can we? Can I get your thoughts on that then, Joe? Because mm. even acknowledging it or recognizing it as one is sometimes, you know, it's not. It's not as if some people are, are keeping that down. It's sometimes even recognizing it as one. Mm. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Karen. Because I was just about to to raise that point anyway. Yeah. So why do we not recognize it as success? Um, think about it like muscle training. It takes practice, I think. I think, first of all, we don't go look, looking for successes. We, we go searching the world for evidence that we're not enough. And if you look hard enough, you'll find it every single day in every corner that you look. 
Um, and I don't know why, but that seems to be what our brains are trained to do. So again, it's a reframe. Um, I think you need to start looking for success, first of all, um, and then allowing yourself to feel it. So feeling successful, as I've said, I think triggers a dopamine hit. And that's, that's a level of pleasure, isn't it? Mm. And I think you've got to, first of all, decide whether you're going to allow yourself to feel that, that nice feeling of knowing that you did something well. So are you allowed, first of all, to feel that kind of pleasure? And if you are, then you can go looking for evidence of it. Whereas if you're only actually allowed to feel rubbish um, and down on yourself and not enough, then you know, you'll go looking for that evidence. And as I say, you'll, you'll find it in every corner that you, you turn. So I think, Karen, the first answer is make an intention to find success and then allow yourself to feel it. And the next stage, which I came into my mind when Jack was talking just now, uh, Jack was talking about perhaps getting negative feedback, which is obviously hard to deal with. But even getting positive feedback and being told that you're a success is very, very difficult if that's landing on an internal environment of I'm actually not enough, because it would just bounce straight off. So an insult will will trigger defensiveness and attack from that kind of environment. But even a, even a compliment will they just get deflected unless you have that environment that can take it in and take the take the positive comment and go yes based on my assessment of what went on that's a fair compliment and I'm going to accept it and what you do there is you say thank you <laughs> you know don't don't send it back um but equally if you get the insult and it falls on the environment of that's an objective opinion I've thought about this already actually blah 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 then you know maybe you can you can be generous in your response and not hit back so so defensively sure i, w I want to um ponder over i'm going to come to it, some of the other comments here because david's made a great couple that we want to talk about with regards to that cultural thing but um one of the things i've just thought about is is it an individual dispositional difference between people that need to where you set the bar for that self-compliment for that understanding of what might be a success because i think that there is something to be said and i know this where personal internal motivation is I adore being underestimated it's quite a useful thing in fact it's been a challenging thing in certain ways in which if I map on say the last six or seven projects or things that we've done quite publicly I could do with one falling short because realistically I'm not when me as a me as a person and us as an organization aren't being underestimated as much as we used to dine out on it used to be quite fun we'd then overachieve and that was useful but setting the bar appropriately for you as an individual is, is one of the things that I feel maybe is relevant uh, because if you were to set the bar too low and you're patting yourself up on the back well done you got out of bed this morning you know it's like you, you, you're giving yourself you're, you're overindulging a little bit on that on that hype um, whereas you know getting up getting up early and, and, and getting to the gym before work potentially sometimes you need to, to, to allow yourself to pat on the back in a certain context but generally if you lower the bar too much then everything's a success similarly if you leave it too high we've already talked about that how individualized do you, do you think it should be? I think it is individualized, but I would throw back and say, how many physios do you think set themselves that bar, the bar that low or even too low? Physios. Or healthcare professionals. Mm. Yeah, health, healthcare professionals. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think that the, the, the bar is on average too high than too low. Mm. um absolutely i think that there are there are some unfortunately and it's because sometimes the stereotype does play out 
But I, I don't feel like we're in a position, unless you'd like to, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm certainly not going to sit here and infer that there isn't a corner of arrogance or that that stereotype doesn't apply. Um, and, and that that's something that I, uh, I'm not keen to make excuses for if people do overindulge um, because they are celebrating successes, ignoring shortcomings, not, not uh, open to appropriate levels of critique. I, I've not got a lot of time for that disposition. So um, I don't want to create space for them to hide. Um, but similarly, maybe, you know, as I said, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Maybe you feel like actually I'm overrepresenting that corner or you feel that actually it's not that relevant. No, I, I think it's really relevant. Um, but actually, if I think about it, um, you know, we all know what we're talking about with that arrogant persona in our profession. Um, if you think about those people talking, they, you don't really hear them celebrating successes or or bragging if that's what you want to call it i would say more often you you hear judgment um from others you know, don't do this this is rubbish this is the only thing that's good and and that isn't that isn't celebrating their success either um and you know not to go too deep but i would probably argue that that comes from exactly the same place with this, which is insecurity just playing out in a different form right yeah, no, it's an interesting point. Now, on the cultural thing, so David Poulter has said he thinks it's a cultural trait more common in the US to share success than the UK, mm. perhaps. I feel like I can recognise that, what he's saying there. It does, does feel familiar. Do you feel that there are, do you, do you feel that there are, uh, say, say cultures or, or subcultures that are a better role model in this space than, say, the British Stoic? I know we did talk about British Stoicism, didn't we, I think, last time? We talked about mm. vulnerability, etc. Uh, do you feel that there are any other exemplar cultures or subcultures? Mm, hard question because I was brought up in this country, and you know that obviously is my the thread through my life as well. Um, have I come across any that are better? Um, we can ask it to the comments, can't we? Mm, uh, those yeah. that are tuning in live, let us know if you feel that there are more obvious exemplar cultures i don't know i mean david you're you're certainly a jet setter and someone that's lived in in many different places from what i understand uh, perhaps you let us know if you're you feel that the us have that better or do they get carried away on the other theme in your opinion um so you do let us know Gemma said lovely lunchtime chat warms my soul and the more we talk about this and push it out there the better i think that's one thing mm -hmm. we really want to do isn't it shine a light on this Gemma says, everyone has a level of success which is 100% needs to be individual, sometimes needs to be much lower than we may think or even admit, which is certainly what you were saying there, Joe, is that, yeah, the mm -hmm. challenge to my point is how many people are doing that and overindulging, setting the bar low. Um, and actually, as well, I found it really interesting that I've got some friends and colleagues that have, I've noticed are really wanting and willing to share those successes and, 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 and celebrate them and even pat himself on the back, you could argue. And it's, I found it, especially recently and this year particularly, I found it really charming. I found it really inspiring. I've actually not, it's not, it's not bothered me. It's not made me defensive at all. And I think that historically it might have done. And I think that that culturally and societally because of the circumstances of the year, the bar is low because we're all in a real difficult grind. Therefore, it, it's come across differently. And I, I want to try and allow that to be a bit of a reset for me because I think it's been something that I've been pleased to notice that I found that more charming than I maybe would have done in yesteryear. And I think it's because we're all in a in a different place, which seems to be yeah, relevant. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think charming is a great word. And um, you know, this year has it's just ripped the plaster off things, hasn't it? And we're all so much more exposed than we were before. And 
and probably for that reason other people like you just more willing to celebrate the success of others you know nobody wants to be putting anyone down in this environment anyway which is fantastic because it breeds that much more healthier supportive environment doesn't it sure absolutely yeah david saying commented back saying u.s celebrating even graduating from kindergarten (laughs) (laughs) ain't that the low bar that we're talking about (laughs) yeah we've got got five more minutes joe we want to we said uh, we promised Folk, a big announcement. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know if you want to you want to lead on that, but yeah, we've we've been uh, we've been doing some scheming behind the scenes and uh, and come up with something we feel is going to be exciting on this this topic in the coming months. Yeah, so it'll be no secret from my my three appearances on this show that I like talking about this stuff and that I feel it's important that we start having more of these kind of open, honest searching conversations within physio that are about not just physio sorry I keep saying that within healthcare that are not just about um, the delivery of healthcare it's it's about us who are delivering it so yeah the exciting thing is that I'm going to start a podcast called You Matter and hopefully the name explains all but I want You Matter to be a a slightly challenging haven is the sentence that came to my mind so (laughs) I want it to be an amazing place to be and if you're someone that is craving these kind of conversations and just thinks, oh, where are they happening? Where can I where can I have this honest, open conversation? I want it to be that place of honest, straight talk where the masks are off, the armor's off, um, which will be, I think that will be refreshing and challenging in equal measure. And, you know, I really, really hope it's going to be a place that people feel excited to come and um not feel something that feels worthy or should do but just oh yeah i find that really interesting and i, and I want to see what they're talking about today that's what i hope people will feel about it fantastic and obviously from our side as you might notice from the title of it it's something that comes in in theme in series and it's going to be produced by the physio matters team and so that comes under the network with massage matters at your cervix which is our women's health podcast as well as continuing what we do with physio matters and so you matter will be produced by physio matters and we'll be working closely with joe not in an editorial manner not because this lady doesn't need it as you can tell but also just offering that support and also trying to kick start and, and turn our loud hailers in that direction really to try and celebrate this because we think it is an incredibly important and timely intervention that, that that we we all need especially because i think that there are certain if we think about culture there's certain cultural traits within the healthcare professions and then even then beneath that in physiotherapy beneath that in msk that sometimes means that we we overindulge in some bad bad practices and bad behaviors and it's kind of come up both in this one and last time we were talking about vulnerability it feels like actually compared to to, to joe blogs or another another profession it feels that actually that there's these things that more specifically need to be sort of unearthed and, and, and creating a space in which that can be done is, uh, is is fantastic. So really excited to work with you on that. Um, me and Joe are also after this uh, going to be um, recording something off air um, for you, but then making it available on therapistlearning.com, which is going to be about what the turn of the year might do and some specifics around tips and tricks for, for how to not, not indulge the, the stereotypical New Year's resolutions. Joe, tell us a little bit about that and I'll then explain at the end as to how people can access it. Yeah, so um, I've got a slightly different take on setting not just New Year's resolutions, but setting goals and planning for the future because you know I, I've, I've failed as much as the rest of you, I'm <laughs> sure, on setting short-term goals based on fixing something which seems terribly important to me just at that moment. Um, so we're going to talk about a slightly different way of 
um, setting yourself intentions and making sure that you're always traveling in the right direction. Not to say you can't change, but you've got a really good idea of why you decided to do something and it fits part of a, a logical process rather than just what's a good idea for next week or next month. Mm, now, so what we're going to do is we're going to record that as a, as a bonus piece of content, essentially, to give you a bit of a taster. It'll then come with a PDF that will be download available. And what we're going to do is we're going to make the first five or potentially, I mean, we're yet, yet to decide because this is a bit of a competition prize of a sort. So it's either going to be the first five to celebrate the uh, those that are fast on the fingers, or maybe we select five of the first 20 or something that download that are going to then get an hour's consult with Joe in January to then consolidate that learning. So there's going to be this, this guide that's then available as a PDF, got some accompanying video content that we're going to come with together. Um, it's going to be available on therapistlearning.com. And so keep an eye out for the links to that that we'll make available as soon as we can. And as I say, um, don't be don't be shy on, on getting stuck into that because then the first five or at least five of the first 20, depending on how fast you guys react, are going to then get a consult with Joe free of charge just to get, introduce you to and, and make sure that we can all hit the ground running next year, uh, but in a, in a thoughtful rather than reflexive and stereotypical way that complies with all the weird traits and tropes of, um, of sort of New Year's resolutions and the we all know what it's like, especially in healthcare. We all know it because we know what healthcare, it's like everyone's in the gym in January and then everyone's seen the physio in February having overdone it, broken themselves and then come up falling off the wagon in every which way. So, yeah, it, uh, does, it sometimes does as a service, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I know sometimes it's good for business, but we want a, we want a better balance than that, don't we? So, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's kick in with that. So, You Matter is going to be ready uh, for the new year, as is this little insight that we're going to be able to produce for for you all uh, ASAP and keep an eye out on all of our social media feeds. Joe, remind people where they can find you. Uh, they can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, that's where I'm particularly active. Um, a little bit on Twitter. I'm getting over my Twitter fear, so I'm there a little bit more often. But yeah, LinkedIn is the best place to find me at the moment. Absolutely. Yeah, I've noticed that you're creeping onto different platforms, Joe, uh, which, which is good. <laughs> Um, and, and, and you know when when you have a few good tweets and we best celebrate your successes won't we exactly. which, we can, which we can do on on well-being wednesday me and joe are going to keep this going as well uh, as the other stuff we're doing um which will be the first wednesday of every month we're going to reflect on these topics on chewing it over in this format so hope you're enjoying it thanks for those that have participated in the chat function and those that join after the fact which is still the majority then just let us know you can get in touch with us on social media post comments on those videos or, of course, you can access this on Spotify or any other podcast player and then just drop us an email or anything else on social media for any feedback. Uh, and we will celebrate and let us know. If you want to celebrate your successes with us, we'd love to champion them because it's a very important thing. So, yeah, thanks as ever, Absolutely. Joe. Really appreciate it. And we'll Thank speak you. To you. Take care.